The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Owers from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab on He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. What's up, you guys? Tanner Lee here with Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb for another weekly edition of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. A little different one this week as we're not reviewing a game because the Boilers didn't have any game to review last week thanks to Wisconsin's surge of the COVID-19, which I think we all kind of expected when we were talking about it last week that it was probably going to happen, but still a bummer to see. Um, even if they were going to be a um, less manned Wisconsin team, I still wanted to take them on and try to beat them for the first time since 2003 because they were still ranked 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Wisconsin is now ready to play Michigan this week. Now their cases are down enough they can play. In other yeah. words, both of our quarterbacks are ready to go, so we want to play. Um, it'll be interesting. But it was an interesting week around the Big Ten. So uh a few surprising results. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Indiana over Michigan. Um, Can't man, start with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it was uh, just get that out of the way. Um, and then uh, Maryland over Penn trying State. Trying not to follow that one, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, Maryland over Penn State was uh, was a big time shocker. So you got to come to play every week in the Big Ten. That's mm-hmm. for sure. If we've learned anything through the first three weeks, it's Did, a uh, weekly. I, I I honestly just looked at like the Ohio State Rutgers score. How did Rutgers score 27 points? I will say Greg Schiano fighting hard. They just kept fighting. Uh-huh. It ran a lot of trick plays. Uh-huh. So, yeah, but uh, Ohio State still looks head and shoulders better than everybody in the conference. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was like 35 to 7 at halftime or something. 7, 35 to 3, yeah. And I guess the only good thing about the Big Ten not allowing uh, any fans outside of family is we don't have to worry about 10,000-plus running on the field during a pandemic. True. Like they did up in South Bend. So but I got a comment here on Periscope from Ultimate Boiler. As we all saw coming, Northwestern Purdue undefeated and vying for a top spot in the Big Ten West. In November. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, mm-hmm. if you would have told me that start of the year that both Purdue and Northwestern would be undefeated going into this week, I would have been feeling really well because I would have thought we'd beat Wisconsin. Like I mentioned, a team that's mm-hmm. the thorn in Purdue's side. But um, still happy to be 2-0, sitting right where we want. 
Big Ten West. That's why this uh, this game coming up Saturday night's huge because the Wildcats prime time game. I mean, uh, biggest home game since when? You think? Well, I guess what do you what do you, what do you define big? I mean, the Ohio State important. important. Okay, importance. Because I mean, the Tyler Trent game was memorable, but right. I mean, that, that was a big game because you had number two coming in. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it was. I mean, we were going in with what? Uh, were we under five hundred at the time? I think. I, I, looked at, I looked at their schedule. I looked at their schedule to see where they were at. They were seven and zero, so we were probably. I don't remember. I used to always three and four, maybe. Look it up. That was. Yeah, I know we had beat. Uh, we had beaten Ohio, Illinois, and, and Nebraska. Yeah, and yeah. we lost to Louisville. Yeah, so we had lost to Northwestern, Eastern Michigan, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the. That wasn't Brown's first year. No, you're right. No, it was no. Rondell Moore. Yeah, everyone, I'm thinking Ohio. Were, yeah. One, two, three. Then we beat Boston College, beat Nebraska, beat Illinois. So we were three and three. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Ohio yeah. would have been yeah the year before. The year before, because yeah, we had a we had a bye week in between Nebraska mm-hmm. and Illinois. That's right. Um, I mean, I just don't know why. Did, was twenty eighteen Iowa? Was that game a pretty big game? I, I don't know why that one sticks out in my mind. Yeah, that was a big. I mean, they were ranked. It was kind of the same same scenario. They were ranked. Um, yeah. I mean, I would almost say this is the biggest home game Purdue's had since the last time we ranked in 2007 when uh, we were undefeated and Ohio State was undefeated and it was an ABC night game. I mean, you could, you could argue 2017 bucket game just because – That's what I was leaning toward. Yeah. Get yeah. back to a bowl. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, this from the importance man, the ultimate boiler here has a, has a comment too about another one. Um, I think that one, I mean, I think it's definitely probably head and shoulders above any other – Probably in the last twenty years for sure, but we haven't gotten to that level quite. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah, baby yeah. steps, baby yeah. steps. And another one that um, was an interesting game was the uh, two thousand twelve against uh, Michigan. Yeah, we got blown out, but at that time we were one loss to uh, to uh, Notre Dame, so. A good friend friend of my dad's here, Pete Smith, said we should have beaten Nebraska and Missouri. Painful losses. Absolutely, they were. Uh, Missouri, we just couldn't stop Drew Locke. But they couldn't stop us either. That was a shootout. That was a fun game to be at. Um, And then Nebraska, of course, a quarterback named Tanner Lee had to go down the field (laughs) on a a game-winning drive. So that uh, that was the first of many letdowns from a Nick Holt defense late late in the year. Late in the game, I should say, not here. But uh, we don't got to worry about that anymore. It's Bob Diaco, the bend but don't break defense. So, but this Northwestern team looks for real so far in the first three games of the season. Uh, Peyton Ramsey's made a heck of a world of a difference for this team. I mean, we're familiar with him, of course, being the ex-Indiana uh, Hoosier quarterback, and he gave us problems last year in the bucket game. But um, he can make plays with not only his arm but his feet. That's what makes mm-hmm. him real dangerous. Patty Fisher still leads the way for Nebraska. It's the linebacker that he feels kind of like Brian Cardinal, as <laughs> in in terms of he's. It feels like he's been there for a decade, or maybe Robbie Hummel. It feels like he's been in college for a decade. Um, but uh, this Northwestern defense is very good. And they're healthy. They haven't mm-hmm. gave up a second half point all year oh, so far. So uh, they've beaten they beat Maryland by forty week one. And they beat Iowa at Iowa week two, and then took care of business of Nebraska this week. So, but then, but Purdue's defense hasn't given a point in the first quarter or third quarter or something. Really? 
I think I thought I read. It was just the third quarter. Third quarter. I think that sounds right. I have no idea. I have no facts to back that up, but it sounds right. I like it. I like the way it sounds, Andrew. Um, but historically, Purdue's had pretty good success against Northwestern. They lead a series 51 to 32 to 1. Um, last year, we snapped a five game losing streak against the Wildcats. If you remember that game up in Evanston, that was Aiden O'Connell's first start. It was the week after Jack Plummer snapped his ankle against Nebraska. And we did have some luck on our side. A pass interference call towards the end. Got some field goal range. Mm-hmm. Dellinger hit the game-winning field goal. Um, but uh, we have not beat Northwestern in Ross State since 2007. That's 2018. Wild. Rondell Moore's first game. That should have been the year. Yes, uh, that was the that was that, a hell of a Thursday game. Thursday night man. opener. Yeah, that one that should Ronda, have been a Thursday Ronda night Moore, game. Uh, yeah. Hello to the college football world and three hundred something all-purpose yards or something. Does Rondell Moore say hello to the college football world for twenty twenty this week? Oh man, I sure hope so. Well, what, what do you guys think? Yes or no? Oh man, I really hope I hope so, but I, mean, I don't. I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I and mean, it was kind of like. Yeah, I mean, I I feel good about it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Just maybe just because of reading the message boards and people maybe just you know just saying things and maybe have no basis in reality. But um, I mean, I, yes, he came back for a reason. You know, you know, he could have sat out the entire year. So I feel like we should expect to see him. Um, I mean, why not this week? I mean, a seven thirty Saturday night primetime game it really should be for the web. yeah and i would think if he's gonna improve on his brand oh come on come on mooney bad mooney a good, a good friend of the show says hard no i know i know mooney's been kind of over rondell's stick so <laughs> i mean i don't blame him i mean no, it's, 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 been it's been frustrating what's frustrating is we just don't know what's going on yeah um, but it's always yeah they don't the coaches they, don't say anything they, they, they don't have to the vest i understand yeah. i understand I, I do think he's going to play. I'm pretty optimistic, kind of, because I think I feel like the Golden Black uh, guys, Tom Deanhart and um, Brian Newbert, have been kind of hinting at it a little bit without saying it. So I feel like I feel like they've kind of got their ear to the ground there. And, I felt like they were hinting Lorenzo Neal though last year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't work out. <laughs> That's good. Pete Smith said, "Just think of uh, Northwestern still had been." Uh, Try it out, Tan. <laughs> I'm not trying that one out. Homestead grad who's now at Notre Dame. That is right. Yeah, Northwestern, uh, Fitzgerald's done a good job up there. Um, getting some time. I've also been there forever. Yeah, 15 years, 15, 16 yeah. years, I believe. Um, but I, I do think Rondell's going to play this week. Uh, David Bell had a Snapchat of him, of Rondell, in the in the locker room this week. So, so despite what. On- He's definitely on campus, no matter what. Despite what a uh, IU Homer kind of bas- basketball radio host in Indianapolis says that Rondell is not on campus, we can debunk that right here on the weather breakdown. Hey, remember, according to uh, Dockage sources, Jeff Brom is going to be Louisville's head coach come Monday. So. Two weeks, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. Uh, Daniel Dockage, man, gotta gotta love him a little bit. Um. Uh, Christopher says, I agree. Since it's a primetime game, he's got to play to improve his brand because he had one good year, and I don't think that is enough for pro scouts. That I'm glad, glad he brought yeah. that up. That's kind of what I wanted to hit on. We're seeing like uh, Bateman up for 
Uh, Minnesota, he's having a pretty good year so far. Isn't he, up, they're, they're trash, but <laughs> they are trash. The defense is trash. Yeah, they're just trash. Um, yeah, we've seen some other wide receivers that were close to Rondell, if not mm-hmm. a little behind him in the mock drafts, playing well. I think he wants to prove to the pro scouts, yes, I can stay healthy. Yes, I'm still as good, if not better, than I was two years ago. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it was crazy that he's had one season and he's probably good enough to be a second round pick in the NFL, which is crazy. I mean, because he did as a freshman. So, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, if he's trying to get that first round stock, he's got, he's, I mean, he's got to play and it's got to be in meaningful games, I feel like. Yep. Uh, Pete Smith says, uh, coaches do not have to tell you media guys, speaking from experience, <laughs> keeping you guys able to talk more. Absolutely understand. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's just, just wish we could. We just wish we knew. It's just it's, it's different, I guess, from uh, the past regimes of Purdue football. And maybe that's yeah. why some of the past regimes didn't do very well. <laughs> <laughs> Gave away too much and the opposition Did- was able to prepare. Do you think this changed with Brom? I don't remember his first or second year really. I think it was just kind of evolved as he's gotten more comfortable or, more, players, yeah. or or just learning as he's become yeah. more of a, a head coach at a bigger program that he yeah, gets asked these questions and I people I care. Imagine, yeah. You know, high, you know, mainstream or not mainstream, but high level media is clamoring for a Western Kentucky injury reports. So I think it's the depth of what you just said either is I think it's more of he's just learning as he goes in a power mm-hmm. five school. Ultimate Boiler says, yeah, he's <sighs> just got to stay away from Texas Roadhouse. Apparently that was a fun rumor uh, on the message boards. Who knows? I don't know. Might be yeah, true. I would love to have that be confirmed. Just watch, out the, <laughs> watch out for the peanut shell there at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, for real. Well, hopefully we see number four in uniform under the lights Saturday night because I really want to see him and David Bell yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Not only is he a weapon, he can get other guys open to be a distraction to get guys like David Bell, Milton Wright, Payne Durham, Ahmad Anderson, those, those guys open. So, no, no, you think no. number five plays? No, no, I'm not I'm, I'm worried about him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little worried. Um, I feel like when it comes to George, there's a lot of people on the message boards that know him and the family pretty well. Yeah. Just from a local connection, I've, I just feel like from a few things I've read, it, it could be a little while. Don't want to speculate, really. But uh, Pete Smith, when does Jackson Anthrop return? Good question. Brom was asked that yesterday, and I guess he is back in practice right now with an orange jersey on, which is non-contact. So, but he's making a speedy, more speedy recovery than they initially thought he would. So he's still a few weeks away, but it does look like he will get back on the field sometime this year, which is great. Great news for him. Mm-hmm. particularly if he uh, doesn't really have plans to come back next year. Yeah. Um, the more the merrier depth wise this year. Might as well use it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so how are you guys feeling going into this game? And I know, I know the weird thing was Purdue opened up at least on one line as a two and a half point favorite mm-hmm. and it's flipped yeah. five points now as we're a three and a half point underdog. It's like, what does Vegas know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel weirdly optimistic. I think part of it is just because we didn't play this last week. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're 2 Why not? But then I think back and it's like, okay, well, I, mean, I think Iowa's better than obviously the record shows. I mean, they look good this weekend. They look good, yeah. Um, I don't like looking at the the box score of the Illinois game and seeing them be the depleted Illinois team by seven. Granted, we were up by 17, but we let them come back in into the game. Um, I just I feel like, you know, having a week off, get some guys healthy, healthier giving 
you know, another week of just focusing solely on Northwestern, you'd think that should help. I have no idea. I'm not a football coach or a football player. Um, and I, I feel, I think I'm feeling pretty similar to 2018 where I thought it was going to be a good game, which I hope the result is different this time, but I don't know. I'm, I feel weirdly optimistic. I'm torn on, um, I didn't, I didn't, I'm, I'm the other way. I didn't feel very good like a week ago. And then I, cause I didn't, I have not watched a single play from Northwestern this year and just kind of looking and, Outside of, well, I guess I was more of like, oh crap! I mean, they put up forty-three points against Maryland. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, um, no, I, I we was, beat yeah. Iowa by one. Which, yeah, I'm and then looking at that, I'm like, okay, well, we beat Iowa by yeah, seven. Iowa had a, and they only <laughs> had a good majority of that game, yeah. and they only had like two hundred and eighty yards of like total offense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, like, which is kind of where's the real Northwestern here? The forty-three yeah. points against Maryland, or like the two hundred and 80 yards of offense. Like we can say that Iowa. about a lot of the Big Ten get teams right now. It's like, who's the real yeah. X? You know? Ultimate Boiler, just try not to think about how Purdue could be ranked if they win this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> if they win this weekend, they got a good chance to yeah. get back in the rankings for the first time since 2007 and snap the nation's <clears throat> longest streak of not being ranked. That's just sad. Uh, Chris Kansas? Murray. Kansas has been ranked before? Yeah, yeah they've been yeah. ranked since we have. Christopher says, they're they like, not going to win Sunday night. So what do experts know? That's true. The whole Sunday night. They uh, all picked, yeah. That all game was over uh, quick. I even picked the Buccaneers in my pick league. I hate to say yeah. it. So I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad I was proven wrong. Drew looked good. Saints looked good. And they flipped the whole uh, NFC playoff picture. Speaking already. of, did you guys see the graphic before the game of like quarterbacks with a winning record against Tom Brady? I did. Drew Brees just adding to it. <laughs> and number like three on the list. Kyle Horton, 2-1. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, who, were those, who were those with? What team was he with? Once was with the Broncos in 09. Bills? Yeah. I'm giving these. we got to be with the Bills. Yeah, so that makes sense. The other one. Yep. Yep. I don't know what team he would have lost with. Probably the Bears, Webby. <laughs> yeah. He might have been. I don't think it was with the Broncos. Um, I mean, if he was with the Bills, he would have played twice. Yeah, that's too bad. Probably with Bills. the Bills. Yeah, you're right. Because it wouldn't have been the Cowboys or the Chiefs where he played like four games. Yeah. So. I was like, yeah, he was on the Cowboys, right? I'm not just yep. that up my head. I did not remember big, him on the Cowboys. That big Sunday night game was the last game of the year. Yes. Early. Winners getting the playoffs. I think you're watching that Andrew's house. So they're they're right. I, yeah. I was called, and I'm like, Kyle Orton, yeah. winning drive here. He's going to be a legend. <laughs> I remember that. That was kind of Kyle's career in a nutshell. Yeah. When the big play needed to be made, he just couldn't do it. I remember the first game of the 2011 season for the Broncos was the second Monday night game against the Raiders. <laughs> and he had a wide open Brandon Lloyd on a slant route. All he had to do was throw the ball. It was going to be touchdown. Broncos would take the lead late. He brings it back to throw, slips it out. It slips out. <laughs> of Oakland at the time. And so Vegas recovers it, wins the game. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, so the Tebow started week one that year. So. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty good about this game this weekend. I mean, I'm as long as we keep everybody healthy and uh, safe from the virus, I'm feeling pretty good going forward. I mean, from a schedule standpoint on paper, we can't ask for a better no. yeah. forward, even though Wisconsin could go 6-0 and and jump over everybody unless we go undefeated. Yeah. So yeah, that's my question is so – I mean, where does that – I just haven't looked at and really looked into it much. So if we – Say we go undefeated, Wisconsin was undefeated. Are they 
picking us just because we have more games? Yeah, or, okay. a higher winning percentage and if we had more games. But say we win all of them but lose one, and Wisconsin goes 6-0, and even though we played more games, they get it. Strictly on one Yeah. It could really cause some masses and some really bad looks. Um, but uh, do you guys think uh, – that we'll see any kind of throwback uniform. I've been seeing that online, and I, I don't know where it came from. But edition of yeah. the local team. That's when I realized I made the connection. But got this baby in the mail yesterday. <laughs> when did you order that? I feel like you ordered that like a it's year ago. Actually, it's been a while. It does have the uh, Big Ten Champions 2020th uh, um, anniversary helmet sticker back Ooh. there. So you mean it's maybe it's maybe this was by design that it was they all shipped like this weekend? Could have been. Yeah, that was, uh, I think it was Boiler Uniforms on Twitter was, yes, it was. Given, given reasons why it could be we could we could have a throwback and it was I mean twentieth anniversary the closest um, to us you know, the date closest to us clinching a game at least it's a home game because um, it was we've been close to the bucket game by this point at that point in two thousand. Yeah. Um, what was the other reasons they gave? Uh, primetime game, it's homecoming. Mm-hmm. Don't go to campus, though. Rondell Moore. That's where it is. I just can't imagine Nike shelling out that money to make jerseys once for Purdue. I don't know. They did it in 2010. A little different. In 2010, we really had somewhat competitive, I feel like. I mean, we weren't coming off a four-win season. Or were we? We were coming off a five-win season, no nine. <laughs> but, <laughs> we didn't have Rondell Moore that either. You're right. It was the forgettable year, a forgettable yeah. game because we beat Minnesota during homecoming. Yeah. And but it was the day Robbie tore his ACL, and uh, but they wore it was head to toe the same white jerseys. The whole uniform was a throwback yeah. to the 2000 Rose Bowl team. So, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know um, what they're gonna do. Here, uh, Pete Smith says, as long as they don't wear those ugly gray uniforms from a few years ago. Yeah, I, I those uh, what, what, what would they call those? Acrylic, I think. Those are bad. Yeah, yeah, those were not. I did not like those. I have a feeling they're gonna go uh, black, oh, black, black pants, and then chrome helmet. Yeah, it's time to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I don't. But I would absolutely. I, w- I would love a 2000s throwback uni. It would awesome. be cool if, if we hear that Northwestern's wearing um, like black jerseys. Then that means we're wearing white or or something. So yeah. that would be a tip. Ultimate Boiler says O'Connell Demore, Holy Toledo. <laughs> Sign me up. I like it. Holy Toledo 2.0. It's time. It's been long enough, but uh, we will see. I, I I don't I don't see them going with those helmets with. Um, the the current jerseys I don't think that would look very good but no I mean they, they did bring that the especially after Tiller passed they brought back the Tiller style helmets so those are definitely something still and there was I can't remember so I don't even know why I'm bringing it up but there was something it might have been Bully uniforms on Twitter too was bringing up that the reason we wore the same helmet back to back weeks this year so like it gave there's another cast of a helmet that they could paint for the Rose Bowl that was an it was a reason that could potentially be that type of helmet, I have no idea. I don't know equipment. We, we will probably well, well. Now they'll probably they'll probably post the threads on Friday. I was gonna say we probably won't know till Saturday, but they'll probably post them on Friday on their Twitter account. Yeah. Um. Now, Ronda Moore, we probably won't know until Mike Carmen or somebody tweets yeah. Saturday. Could it be a uh, back in black scenario where they tweet out the threads and then they go into the locker room and come out and a new could be. be cool. Could be. Could be. There was a good uh, 
I don't know what Twitter account did it this week. I saw uh, Boiled Sports and Chris Foreman tweeted to him. It was, uh, what uniform would you bring back for your favorite team if you could? And uh, uh, to the Rose Bowl uniforms. I mean, yeah. that, that, the whole Breeze era uniform. The Breeze, jer- my first jersey, my first yeah. Purdue jersey, the Breeze. Yeah. Which were champ- I think those, those were champion, weren't they? We were they were champion. Basketball wise, I wanted to bring back a variation of like what Cardinal wore. Yes. Because mm. mm-hmm. Foreman liked the black version of Big Dog's jersey back in there. I'd, like I'd like to see those, but I, I think as a, uh, I, yeah, the Cardinal jerseys for sure. They had like the, it was like the train tracks around the, like the, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah. The trim. Christopher says, how about something for Veterans Day? That could be. Could be. Yeah. Pretty usually does like to tie in, tie that mm-hmm. in. Um, and without fans there, I don't know if they, if Iowa was their military, would have been a military appreciation or not. I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know how they're doing that. I just know this week is homecoming, even though it, uh, <laughs> is it virtual? Ultimate Bullet, did you guys see the all gold uni with black or dark gray shoulders? That was, that was the thing I shared with you guys. Yeah. I was not a fan. Yeah. If it was, I think. Maybe black pants, I would have been okay with it, but just, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't like the the full, the jersey straight into the pants. I would like to have a new alternate jersey. I feel like we're good on helmets. I mean, we added the uh-huh. white helmet last year with the black P. We got the chrome helmet. We got the black helmet. We got the gold helmet. Think they'll wear the moon helmets again? No. Damn. <laughs> Those are sweet. Um, Those are sweet. That was the helmet that took forever to come last year, Andrew. That Maybe I ordered. Oh, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, we'll give them to the okay. thing. go to the uh, Space Coast Challenge in in a couple weeks. Somebody asked Foreman. He said no. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now they go. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I I really wish our basketball would get another variation of a jersey. I mean, we got gold, black, white, and gray, but. So I, and we wear those. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's got to be getting close to getting a new jersey for basketball. That's maybe what I meant. New style. I mean, Ohio yeah. State today, mm-hmm. I, which I didn't think those were the greatest, but I'm, I, I like them. You like them? I think they're better. I, I think that's. I think I it's think an improvement. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel improvement. like they've had the same uniform for the last. I mean, since Evan Turner, I feel like they've had the same. They might have switched up a little bit. I have no idea. Um, but I like the just the the change. I miss the Purdue basketball uniforms from like oh uh, nine. Even though they're hard uh, to read on TV, those, yeah, those, those were sweet. So yeah, I had an Etwan all black one. Yep, those were sharp. They were hard to read on TV, but I liked those a lot. Those were, and our teams were good then, <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> so that helps too with the memories. But uh, uh, before we get into picking some Big Ten games, do you guys have any uh, memorable Purdue Northwestern games or memories? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess 2018 just because of yeah, 2018. Yeah, um, and I know I was just for me personally. I was at I was in St. Louis for work, so I had just uh, gotten promoted and was in training. So I had I had a big presentation on Friday, and I was pissed because I was I had to, I was trying to stay up and watch the game while also working. So it was I didn't get a whole lot of work done that yeah. night. That was a fun one. I think that was the first game that. Uh, my wife Isabella and, and I that she had gone to and we were like fourth row in the end zone behind like where the band. Yeah, what? Right. I met yeah, you guys and, with you guys at halftime. I remember. And that. I remember telling her I'm like I just the whole time I'm like watch number four like watch him and then he just dominated. I was like, oh this is awesome. This is <laughs> fun. This, if you this remember, Rondell dropped a wide open first down like the first 
won the first play. Yeah. It's like, oh, but then a few plays later, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. And, well, then then it was, first. Yeah. and then it was like, there he goes again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a memorable game is probably just watching the, what, 2010 Yep. Uh, with Rob Henry. Um, just because, again, it was good. They were ranked. Um, was that the last time we? No, that's not the last time we ranked. Be a ranked team, but it was that was the first time we would be a ranked team in a while, if I remember correctly. So that I mean, I remember that one because he had that big, like, what 60 long 60 60 yard run, run that got off behind. But uh, th- well, that was yeah, that was such a weird game because it was opening up Big Ten play. Like I said, Northwestern was number 25, it was one of the first Big Ten night games I could kind of remember mm-hmm. from Big Ten Network night game, I should say, not yeah. Big Ten night games. And we were coming off a loss against Toledo, which we lost Robert Marv. We were I'd already didn't have Ralph Bolden, you know. Keith Smith was already hurt, so nobody was giving us a chance. You know, Rob Henry's coming in as a redshirt, redshirt freshman for his first start, and Dan Deer King dominated the game that night. Defense played well, and we were able to come out with a victory. And then, like I said, we beat Minnesota, and we were looking decent at that time, and then didn't win a game from then on. And so, yeah, but let's go ahead and pick some Big Ten games while we're at it. Uh, let's see here. What app are you using, Tan? Score. It's the one I always use. Um, oh. Yeah, we got a Friday night game this week. Iowa at Minnesota. How, does Minnesota have like four Friday games, it feels like? They've got at least yeah, two. They at least three. They already played one against Maryland. They play right, us yeah. Friday night, which I checked the temperature on weather.com yesterday in Minneapolis. It's supposed to be like low of 31, so it's not terrible. Next Friday, I mean, this could be chilly, but it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. Um, just a second before we get to the games, we got a comment yeah. here. Uh, from Robert Ranney, uh, Breeze getting more ru- rushing yards than Damian Anderson. Oh, that's a good one. That's a throwback there. Damian Anderson mm-hmm. was um, up for the Heisman in two thousand. In two thousand, when Breeze got third, Damian got fifth. Dane Thompson got fourth. Michael Vip got Vic got sixth. First and second was Chris Winky won it, and Josh Heupel, now the UCF coach, got second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was at Minnesota. I was those a three and a half point favorite on the road. I'm taking the Hawkeyes just because I want them to win, just so our win looks better. <laughs> That's an emotional pick. Oh man, I would love to see Minnesota keep. Staying constipated and uh, <laughs> what improving that guy, his stick, man. I, I swear it's gonna get old up there soon. It would, I mean, it only works if you win. I mean, yeah, so, you're right. yeah, he had a great year last year. So. <clears throat> when PJ Flex shows up with the book, everybody poops. How many, how many like 20 year old kids in the locker room are like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? That's putting it nicely, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we came to play for this guy. Um, but unfortunately, I'm gonna be the outlier here and I'm gonna take Minnesota. I think uh, they got a little more talent on offensive defense. Is, like I said, crap, but um, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to get this one done. So Iowa put up some points last week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, where uh, did that come from? Michigan State Lombardi was awful last week. Um, I know Iowa was up 21 zip at one point, and then Michigan State gave up a kick return touchdown. And then they got the ball back, and the first play after the next kickoff, they threw a pick six. So they gave up 14 points in 21 seconds to go down 35-0. So, so you mean uh, our crossover games to the east, we did, may not have gotten the easy schedule? Rutgers, Rutgers fights. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, oh, I'm going to throw up on this one. Number ten, <laughs> Indiana. No, yeah. Uh, at Michigan State, Indiana's eight-point favorites. Number ten. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think they do have some talent. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna. I he's gonna cover I that. I am gonna cover it easily. I think it's a three-touchdown game. I think they win as well, and then that sets up a big undefeated matchup against Ohio State next week with the horseshoe. Yeah. That Illinois, be Illinois sure. at Rutgers. Uh, my phone doesn't have a line, but last time I've I knew got, Rutgers was favored. Yeah, I've got Rutgers six and a half. First time they've been wow. favored in what, four years in the Big Ten? Three or four years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah give me Rutgers. Yep. Yeah, I think they cover. I mean, is Illinois getting – they've got they're some getting, guys They're getting other guys back this week. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think they win a game. Yeah. Lovey, Lovey, gonna make this make it to the season. Uh, you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> I think with COVID, there's gonna be some more of a pass. But I think Harbaugh's Harbaugh's done. I don't think his he's not gonna get a pass with COVID. I don't think he gets fired. I don't either. You know, I think he walks away. Or it's hard to fire a school legend. Yeah, like especially. That. I think yeah. NFL still is interested in him for some reason. Yes, I think if like someone like the Jets offers him, I think he takes it <laughs> just as a way just to. Make it like he doesn't get fired. He, doesn't, he takes yeah. it off the, the pressure off the athletic department. Yeah, I think I think he takes the first NFL job that. If, God, if it's the Bears, I'm. It wouldn't be, but <laughs> hey, the White Sox might have an opening. Here soon, the White, the White Sox. <laughs> so that's working out well already. So. Um, oh, so God. Take <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, moving on. Another coach that maybe is getting a little warm. What do you guys think? James Franklin, Penn State getting a little warm? Uh, I don't think so. Not uh, this year. But this yeah. is the toilet bowl right now. I want Penn State <laughs> Nebraska. Penn State's a three-point favorite. I think Penn State is due, and I would love to see them just absolutely dominate. I, I want to go back in time to about four weeks ago and tell Nebraska fans that they're going to have the same record as Ohio. They're going to have as many wins as Penn State going into their game. And just see just how insufferable they would be, and just just watch the the downfall. And how about how about Frost? Is he gonna get any heat on the seat? I mean, he's kind of the same boat as Harbaugh. I mean, you can, yeah, he's like everybody loves him. I I think no, I don't. Maybe maybe next year he's got. I think maybe at the end of the year he's he's not getting fired, but he's gonna maybe no. there's gonna be talks that like okay, he's gonna start going the other direction here. Next uh, year. I agree with you guys. I think Penn State gets this one. Yeah. Number three, Ohio State at surprising two and one Maryland. Ohio State's twenty five point favorite. <sighs> Tua's little brother has really played well the last two weeks after yeah. not playing well week one against Northwestern. Well, I think Ohio State wins and they do cover, but not by much. Yeah, I don't think they do cover. I feel like no. it's going to happen like last year, like last week with Rutgers. I feel like they're going to coast in that yeah, and then second half. Right and uh, the other night game, this is the ABC night game, number 13, 1-0 Wisconsin at 1-2 Michigan. I am stunned. I'm kind of surprised it's only Wisconsin by four is what I have. Yeah, I right. don't have one on my phone. So This is Wisconsin minus four. I would have thought it would have been a little more than that, just how bad Michigan's looked. Yeah, and they looked really good week one against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, then we learned Minnesota's defense was awful. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I think 
I maybe I'm just hoping for the West's sake. Yeah, I'm picking Michigan. <laughs> because like they gotta come out fighting, don't they? Yeah, oh yeah. They gotta come the out fighting. Awful against Indiana. Yeah, Milton looked terrible. Awful. Uh, I think Wisconsin wins big. Ooh, ooh, uh, that might not spell well. You're saying but... that because your wife's from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she hates Wisconsin though. And then, of course, wrapping up the Big Ten, the biggest game, one of the biggest games <laughs> in the country. Number the game, as some people are calling it. Number Those people being us. Yeah. Northwestern at our Boilermakers. Northwestern's a two and a half point favorite. Did you? Did we know the weather? What's the weather going to be like Saturday? Because if if it's a bad weather, oh, then I think that's really yeah. not good for Purdue. You're right. I think, not, I think Purdue. Shit. It's too bad games at Augusta this week. Are they? <laughs> I've got a high of 52 and a 40% chance of rain. Now, whether that 40% Maybe that's rain, in the morning. That's hope, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Well, we'll sure. do, uh, do we see another running back? What? Do we see another running back outside of Horvath run the ball? I think we're going to – Well, if Daru can go, yes, but if not, no. Yeah. I think you don't think – I, I think they love Horvath. I mean, and why not? Horvath's been producing, even though he did have a little fumbling problem in Illinois. But uh, <clears throat> okay, mine doesn't look like much chance of rain, but that's, it is Tuesday night, so we are. Did you see per uh, game? David Bell leads the Big Ten in receiving yards per game. Aiden leads the Big Ten passing yards for, per game. Mm-hmm. And Horvath second in rushing yards per game. Pretty nice little list to be on. So. About- I'm taking the Boilers. I'm going to throw out a score prediction. Number four returns, so we're going to put up some points on the good <laughs> defense. 31 to 20, Purdue. Wow. I, was say, I think Purdue needs to hit 30. I, think, I was going to say, I was going to say that's 28-24. I'm going to say Purdue, yeah, um, 34-24. I like it. Okay. Yep. Take it any way we can get it. I'll take a W. I don't care how or in what way we get it. And uh, let's hit a few top 25 games before we switch gears and, and get into something else here. I won't go for them all. I'll just go for a few good matchups. Number nine, Miami, Florida at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Coming off a loss last week. So Virginia Tech is favored in back-to-back games against ranked opponents. Yep. Where they're not ranked. Yep. Miami. Uh, yeah, take Miami. Yeah, I'm Miami. King looked awesome Friday night for Miami against NC State. He's up there for the Heisman talk. Um, he's the Houston transfer quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Hokies. I'm going a different direction there. Feeling good. Are they allowing fans? Is ACC allowing fans? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Notre Dame is. Clemson, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, Georgia at Missouri. Uh, I was surprised Georgia got spanked by Florida. I thought Georgia was. Yeah. Good game that game, but I think they bounce back and get it done. Then they cover, yeah. Number twenty USC, who I don't know how they pulled that one out of their butt last week. They scored two touchdowns the last three minutes and thirty seconds to beat Herm Edwards. I, I think his team was not ready to play to win the game. Um, <laughs> they're at uh, Purdue football player Kevin Sumlin and his Arizona Wildcats. Uh, USC's a fourteen point favorite. Uh. Um, I'm taking the Trojans in a cover. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Trojans. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's hard when it's one and overs. Oh, it is. Oh, it oh is. my gosh. So USC should. And when like the Pac-12 
How many yeah. games did they actually play last week? Two, four, two, two were canceled. Four of their six, I believe. Yeah. Well, Number how many two, games for the SEC? I got at least three this week. There's yeah, a lot this week. They're kind of yeah, not good. Number two, Notre Dame. That just makes me want to throw up. At Boston College, good Boston College team though. Well, they're five and three, better than they haven't been. Um, Notre Dame's thirteen and a half point favorites. Boston College took Clemson to the wire. They did. They did. Yeah, Notre Dame, of course, was in the news a little bit because their whole stadium rushed the field during a pandemic the other night. That was smart. <laughs> and and I, I just laugh because I, I get it. They want, they beat the number one team in the nation, even though that team was missing their starting quarterback and two of their studs on defense. But you're number fourth ranked team in the country. And you're <clears throat> just in the college football playoff a handful of years ago. You were in the national championship in 2012. You pride yourself on your historic tra- tradition. Act like you've been there before. Pretty embarrassing, really. I thought, but I don't know. I being number one team in the country is kind of a big deal. I get that. I was saying it was more of just like how stupid can you well, get that? that, that like, too, it's COVID. I, I mean, think about it. Like when teams come into Mackey, Purdue never rushes the court when they upset somebody. I mean, part of that is that we have to drop. Can down, you? Like, yeah, you have to yeah, go over the bench, like jump the, <laughs> like jump the press box. Wisconsin, I've seen it done before. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I, I was when they rushed. I was like, seriously, you guys really doing that? Um, but I mean, yeah, we, we did rush the field like three times in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> we were also underdogs in those we games. Big time. Well, oh wait, no, we did it in 2017 the bucket game, but that was more so. We like we just, that was we just like, oh my god, we're ball. going to a bowl. <laughs> yeah, I got the bucket back. Yeah, 2018. I think we did. Ohio State, obviously. Iowa. Like, against Iowa? I don't remember that one. On the last second field goal, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Iowa ranked? Right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were like 25th like or something or something, yeah. But, but, I, yeah. Yeah. but I don't think they cover the 13 and a half. I think they get right at 14. I, I, uh, I think they cover, yeah. There's something that came out that their president came out and said, or I don't know if it was the president, but now the students have to like submit multiple or at least at least a negative test before they go home. Before they go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even when they come back, it's like that was the president that said that. Okay, he it was, yeah. Spreader of in himself a couple weeks ago. So not a good look for him either. Number eleven, Oregon at Washington State. Oregon's the head and shoulders class of the Pac twelve, supposedly. Uh Oregon's a ten point favorite. Oregon cover. I agree. And then uh, the last one, this game's on for now, even though Arkansas, Arkansas's coach uh, Pittman's got COVID. Arkansas at number six, Florida. Florida's 17.5-point favorites. I don't know anything about. Arkansas's three and three. Florida's four and one. I'm just going to assume that Florida's going to kick yeah. the crap out of them. Pretty safe bet with the team without their coach. Yeah. So, and the game's postponed are number five, Texas A&M at Tennessee, number 24, Auburn at Mississippi State, number one, Alabama at LSU are all postponed. And some of those teams have the same open week. I know LSU and Alabama does, do not. So I don't know if they're going to be able to play that game at a later date or not. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But before we get into talking some uh, 
Boilermaker basketball. We do want to bring up that the Boilermaker, the Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. Serving Boilermaker since 1993, Mad Mushroom was located in the heart of West Lafayette and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever I visit, I like to sit down and have an ice cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which is this month, the Mad Chili Pizza. It's their signature grill covered in a house-made chili with onions, jalapenos, mozzarella, and cheddar cheeses and finished with corn chips. Starts at $13. I'm really hungry right now. That looks <laughs> really good. But um, yeah, but in addition to that, um, next time you're in town, stop in and tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. And uh, any listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5, that's in all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And like always, we are happy to have them on board. They've been a fun, fun sponsor to have on the show. So there's just another reminder for all you viewers that BREAK5 for $5 off any order over $20 online with that coupon code. They are doing contactless delivery too, uh, like most most uh, pizza places are around the country right now. All right, uh, Boilermaker basketball. Um, I feel like a lot of news lately coming out. <laughs> Season's about two weeks away. It's two weeks away from tomorrow. Uh, Could have started today. We, we will start with Liberty at six o'clock on CBS Sports Network. And then we'll either play Mississippi State or Clemson the following day on Thanksgiving. So, yep, that's how the – Review of the uh, 2021 football national championship, Purdue versus Clemson. I mean (laughs) – But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we we, we got some news. Uh, There was an inter-squad scrimmage yesterday. Um, Big news coming out of that was Eric Hunter banged knees with a a teammate and went down and – Taking to get some uh, scans and evaluations. They haven't. We don't know the results of that. Hopefully, Painter was hoping it was just a bone bruise. Sure, hope that's the case. <clears throat> We're already a little thin at point guard with true, true freshman Ethan Morton missing a few weeks with mono, which we remember what happened to Dakota Mathias his mm-hmm. true freshman year. And mm-hmm. mono can really take a toll on you. It takes you a while to get back into shape. Um, Usually, so, people just drop weight too. So probably all that work he's put in. It's a new week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sound like Zach Eady really performed well. Mm-hmm. Um, Travion from the free throw line. Travion was money. Yeah, if, if Travion can improve on his free throw shooting, that could be a weapon. Huge. Yeah. For Purdue. He was, makes him that more aggressive uh, down low. So if he gets fouled, you know, you're not did, worried about uh, shooting 40%. I, I didn't listen to his interview, but I saw the interview or the video and just him sitting there in the chair. He looked. Smaller ish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he looks, I think he's down a little bit. If he's more athletic and can stay in front and not get into foul trouble. And he, I mean, he was preseason all Big Ten. Yep. He was one of the 10 players. They did a, just a 10 player team instead of a first and second team. Which, if he can play 20, 25 minutes, yep. 25 plus, that'd be great. Sure would. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel good about what I'm reading, about most of the yeah. guys. I'm pretty encouraged, even though my expectations aren't huge. Um, it's going to be loaded, the conference this year. They yeah. have teams in the preseason top 25, which is the most for the conference ever. 
you got a few just I know I think Indiana was like right outside the top twenty five. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm not sure where we fell or where we were if we were even them. Yeah. But yeah, you got seven. I was surprised to see seven get in the top twenty five to be honest. But uh, it's gonna Who be surprised by Right I didn't think Michigan would be in top 25. See them ranked 25th. That's a I think it's just all hype. I think, you didn't I think Ohio State. I, I, I didn't think they would make the top 25. They were like in the teens. Wisconsin was their top 10. Laughable. I, that's been on every mm-hmm. poll I've seen, so I wasn't surprised. I mean, they are the COVID champs. And, and they're returning everybody. Um, and they, they did become better last year once uh, King transferred to yeah. – then Nebraska, I don't know where he ended up because it wasn't Nebraska. Uh, but Iowa and Illinois are going to be Bears. They're going to be really yeah. good. Uh, Michigan State will still be solid. Um, the Rutgers will be solid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. But uh, signing day is tomorrow. <clears throat> Didn't know that until tonight. Uh, I guess Purdue is expecting Caleb first and Trey Kaufman ran as he wants to be. There's a hyphen there, uh, kind of two two last names in the one. They're both expected to sign on the dot line tomorrow morning and officially become Boilermakers, which will be an exciting day. I mean, anytime you can get two of uh, the top ten recruits of all time in Purdue basketball history together in one class, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. From the same state. From the same state. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty similar positions. Obviously, we, we've talked about it in previous podcasts about how I think they'll definitely be able to play really well together. Um, I mean, just now, absolutely. I mean, really – Back-to-back classes by Painter have been phenomenal. I mean, would you guys say this might be his best back-to-back classes? I mean, you got two. I mean, obviously, last year we were really hoping for a third, you know, big-time recruit, whether it be Hunter Dickinson, um, the kid who went to Creighton, who I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Ryan something. Big uh, tall kid. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had the kid who ended up going to Wisconsin, uh, who was more of a forward. Um, those are kind of our, our top three, and then we ended up striking out all of them um, and getting Edie. But from all accounts, it sounds like Edie is doing really well, and you can't teach seven three. So and he's mobile, and he's seems pretty pretty yeah. athletic for yeah. seven three. It sounds and like he played yeah. hockey, and, yeah, baseball. Um, but I mean, you got you got your your guards of the future last year with Eaton Morton and Ivy, and you mm-hmm. got your your uh, your back or your front court this year with Kaufman and first. So. I mean, I mean, we were talking about kind of off off air before we started, but I mean, we we're talking about this year, but I think we're already really excited for just to see next year to see these guys come in. Yeah, I mean, if Purdue proves to be pretty good this year, next year is going to be really exciting with everybody yeah. coming back. Presumably, everybody coming back. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. It's it, it just doesn't feel like basketball season's here, but we are no. already on November tenth, so it is it is time. It just doesn't feel like it this year. I think basketball. Okay. But it'd be a lot different than football. I didn't. I couldn't remember, so I had to go look it up. I this does this remind you? Not. I don't know. Not remind you, but kind of makes me think of like fourteen, fifteen. As I was like, right, who came in before, after, like Dakota, Vince Edwards, Isaac Costa. Last year, mm-hmm. you got the guards and Edie, I guess, with Ivy Morton, and now now we've got the the forwards stacked on top of them. I feel like this painter's kind of hit a groove a little yeah, bit. I think, yeah, Sorry. Like- I know we kind of moved on from that. Webby, you asked, is this like his best, like back to back? But then to follow up that class with Biggie and Ryan Klein the next year. That's true. It's, yeah. McDonald's All American. I, I, I think he's definitely hit a groove, though. I think it goes back to Elite Eight, man. That that run 
made Purdue mm-hmm. look cool. Carson Edwards made Purdue look cool. Um, man, I think they've always yeah, all- and then Carson the year after that. So yeah, what will be interesting? But even that, like that, wasn't even. I mean, we got him. He, he well, obviously he wasn't Carson that we knew. I mean, we had already mm-hmm. we had gotten a commitment from. Uh, what's his face? CJ Walker, who then he decommitted yeah. him getting that so it letting to let us get Carson. Um but man, he wasn't definitely he was what like in like the one hundreds or something like that. So yeah, like, he, he wasn't like, Yeah. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. I remember like really was his introduction was the the video that came out from the practice from practice where he dunked over Haas. That's kind of where we're like, yes. oh okay. Let's mm-hmm. get maybe he, he got something. Yep. Um but I mean, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see you know, how these how these guys pan out. We we don't know the Big Ten schedule yet. We're hoping that comes out sometime mm-hmm. this week. The ACC released theirs today, so that tells me the Big Ten's got to be coming yeah. soon. But we do know a few of the non conference games. Webby, if you want to pull that up there. Yeah. So we started out like Tanner said earlier. Liberty, November twenty fifth, um, down at the Space Coast Challenge in Melbourne, Florida, or Melbourne. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I don't know if you're Australian or not. Um, then if we, like you said, we either follow that up with Mississippi State or Clemson on Thursday. Uh, then we've got on December fourth, which is a Friday, uh, at Mackey. So the first game at Mackey that we know of is against uh, in-state opponent Valpo. Then on a couple of days later, on Tuesday, December eighth, we travel Boiler taking our talents to South Beach to play Miami Hurricanes in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. What were some other notable channels? Was it Duke and Illinois? Is probably the the headliner yeah. for that one. North Carolina and Iowa. Iowa, just some weird. I mean, Iowa versus North Carolina. Just, it's weird to see that combo. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last, or I guess we do have the. Uh, I guess that'll, that'll probably follow up. Uh, so then we got December twelfth uh, at Mackey. I think we play. Actually, it doesn't we say. That yeah, day. Indiana State, and then That's I would assume game. okay, and then I assume probably the nineteenth is going to be the crossroads against Notre Dame. Assume it's so. not on the schedule yet, but Notre Dame did release their schedule. Finals week is not a um, is not an excuse this year because all finals. No be done virtually so that's not an excuse and i believe this is the last year on the contract of the crossroads classic so this could definitely be the last year of the tournament mm-hmm. or the, not tournament the event wouldn't break my heart to be honest it's been a it's been a nice event we, cool we, suck event. Yeah. we suck at it take us out and replace us with somebody else <laughs> uh, are they efficient aren't there's gonna be fans at if there's gonna be a lot of fans yet or is that i mean i know like pretty selling you can buy cutouts like a kid like you could at at families only probably i would i would be stunned yeah it's gonna be weird it's gonna be be a a weird environment than football yeah i mean that it takes we've talked about this so much echo hey you're gonna hear painter you're gonna hear every word painter says that i'm excited for i am excited about that cool but it takes Purdue's home court advantage just completely who who are you who are you uh least looking forward to hearing fran yeah, Fran's a good one. That's gonna be awesome to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to listen to him. Hey, Pat- uh, Patino, yeah, yeah, is uh, Izzo. Just kidding, Izzo. Oh, hear him, hear him yeah. complain to the refs. Yeah. The whole free yeah. game. I wish Cream was on the Big Ten. Say, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna love to hear. I'm gonna have to watch some Georgia. Games. Have to watch the SEC Network. They're gonna have fans probably though in the South. They're gonna. Oh, well, they fans. probably will. Yeah, pack it, they're gonna pack it out. Yeah, you don't hear him. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Only, Jim Hawk, half fans out of Rupp Arena. It's the only, uh, only teams in the NC they're gonna 
that would be able to fill arenas in Kentucky, Tennessee, and maybe Florida. I don't know if no one else really cares. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, before we break here, um, the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, also sponsored by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned company. Or, wow, I messed that one up. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call them to set up an appointment, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with a hometown touch. Got to apologize to your dad for that one, Webby. I, <laughs> I uh, butchered that one. And there's a nice look at their uh, newly outside renovated within the past yeah. past year. Oh, uh, yeah, last, at least definitely the last couple of years. Yeah, that, that sign looks great in downtown Rochester right yeah. there. So. Renovated the inside a little bit, too. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah, it looks great. So, And plus, if you're looking for a, some good Christmas gifts, Go in there mm-hmm. shopping. They got some really nice stuff for Christmas. Yeah, the front of the store right off Main Street is they've uh, they've done a great job. Yes, they uh, have. with those types of gifts. Absolutely, they got they got get. It seems like they get new additions of really neat things per mm-hmm. month, which yeah. is on their Instagram account, which you can follow them on Instagram and Twitter. They they like to show those things off. So, and the Boiler Breakdown podcast is also sponsored for the second row, second year in a row by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. Shroff Landscape has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff Landscaping Design with you in mind, or you can contact them at 317-694-9763. Either number works. Any closing thoughts? It's good to have football back. <laughs> it, it is. I missed it last week, man. That was. I am. I'm excited for a primetime game. Yeah. And I'm excited to wait all day. I mean, it'd be a lot better if we were going. Obviously, at least, obviously. At Webby. At least you got the Masters. That'll keep you occupied throughout the day. Nice shirt there. Yes. Right I know it's the shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good sports weekend. I got a feeling this is going to be a good time. And uh, I hope so. And since you can't go to Ross Aid, um, order order a pizza for Mad Mush, some cheese sticks, grinders, wings, all the above. Make it make it a big party for you and your household. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I got any other thoughts. Up, I just want to get a W, get three and zero, and possibly break into the rankings for the first time since two thousand seven and be the leaders in the West. Where what where is Purdue in the ranking? Were they like twenty ninth or something? Depend. I think the coaches poll we were higher than coaches the poll they were twenty ninth and the AP were thirty second, I believe. Like yeah. So. yeah. So would a win does a win get Purdue ranked? Well, it I kind think, of what happens, but yeah, I mean a win over any probably some help. Yeah, but I mean um, we'd be three and zero and had beaten the ranked team. So yeah. we'll see. I want to join the other Indiana teams in the rankings. So. With that said, uh, let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat those Wildcats Saturday night. Boiler up.